Hey everybody, welcome back to AP Comics right here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, my last couple episodes, I did tease the fact that Diana was out enjoying her vacation before she goes off to college, but she is back, and we're ready to do a special edition of AP Comics. AP Comics, go! To the movies. Diana, how you doing? Um, I'm okay. Okay, once we, get, once we get going, she'll really get talking. You know, personal interactions, eh. But talking comics and talking comic book movies is good. So, what movie would you like to talk about? Teen Titans go to the movies. I know, I know it may sound stupid, but it's actually a good movie. Trust us, it's, it's good. It's very good. And before we go any further, there's one thing I need to say, that there will be spoilers. Challenges! There will be spoilers in this podcast. If you have no idea what I'm just talking about, well, just wait to go. So, Dana, let me ask you. I know you love the OG Titans cartoon, Teen Titans cartoon. What is your feeling on the Teen Titans Go cartoon in general? Well, first, when it, when it first came out, I was like, oh, man, I hate it. I hate, like, everything about it. They should just do the original. But then I started watching, like, some clips on YouTube. And then some of the stuff they do is actually, like, it's it's it's, like, it's, it's funny, like, and then they, and then like in the back they have like a bunch of like DC references. Like, there was one where they had uh, Jonathan Kent. They had a little drawing of him when they were talking about father son bonding time. It was Superman throwing a football to Jonathan Kent. And there's one episode where they had like it was like a Valentine's Day one, and they had like all the couples in the back. But I did not appreciate that while they had a Lois and Clark one, they had a Cal and Diana one. I was like, no, 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 no. Hmm. Interesting. So you, when this movie, uh, when you saw the trailers and stuff, you were itching to see this movie, right? Yeah, because I knew, even though like it. it, it there, there, there would still be like some like poop humor and yeah, but then like I knew they they they'd include some like clever references and some genuinely funny stuff. Yeah, and I think one of the things I like about seeing is when we saw the trailer, we see that Nick Cage does the voice of Superman, and you know if you don't know why that's funny, I mean you know you just really don't know comic books. I mean this guy has wanted to play Superman from the beginning. Uh, they referenced the failed uh, Green Lantern film. So I knew, okay, there's going to be some in-references and, you know, and little kind of poking fun. But I, I think this film went above and beyond making fun of DC, Marvel, Warner Brothers, comic books in general, comic book films, I think. Yeah, like like one thing that they made fun of, they, they, uh, they made fun of Batman versus Superman. And this one, like, they were filming... Uh, it's like they had Batman and Superman on set. They were filming basically like Batman vs. Superman 2. And then Batman's like, what's your mother's name? And then Nicolas Cage's like, Martha. And then he's like, that's my mom's name too. And then they hug. And then Batman's like, wait, what's your dad's name? And he's like, Jonathan Thomas. And they start fighting again. Yeah, and I mean, then that's really what it is. Is You know, they're, they're poking the fun at the fact that just about everybody has a comic book film out there. Uh, Jade Wilson... Mm, could that be a villain perhaps but jade wilson who's the head of uh, warner brothers studios pretty yeah. much is like giving everybody you know a film i mean i mean i mean the, the inside jokes here is you know when when the titans go to, to try to get their movie done and you see some of the movie posters up there for upcoming films i mean it was hilarious 
they had Adam, they had, oh, on set, they had Wildcats, and I was like, dang, they have Wildcat on set, and then there are posters, there are a few of them, that they made a Night Owl movie, and I was like, okay, and then there's even one where they had a Dr. Manhattan poster in the background, so I was like, ooh, they're bringing some Watchmen stuff into this, okay. Yeah, and then apparently they had a crossover event. They had uh, Jonah Rex, which looked like a T-Rex that was supposed to be Jonah Hex. Uh, the Up and Adam film, you know. I mean, they were giving everybody films except the Titans because apparently the Titans just aren't a real group. Yeah, they're, like Nicolas Cage said, they, they haven't done anything heroic. And then, yeah. Whoa, 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 wait, we did find that sick dino! I mean, this is, I mean, this is the kind of humor, you know, they got that... Teen Titans go humor in it, but especially, especially when they're on set, and then Beast Boy is like, "Man, I just took a huge poop in that toilet." And then Robin's like, "That's a set toilet, Beast Boy. It's not real." And Cyborg's like, "I just took a big poop in that toilet." And then Starfire's like, "I did take a big poop." And then Raven's like, "Man, don't go in there. I just took a big poop." And then of course, like of course, they had to have that for the kids, but then they have they have other stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's the obligatory fart jokes and things like that. But, uh, you know, just, I mean, okay, you know, just the fact that in the beginning it was, who, who was the villain, Balloon Man? Yeah. Yeah, Balloon Man is 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 rampaging through the town, and, uh, you know, you just see some of the names of some of the businesses that they have out there. They had Apocalypse Makeover, because it's Apoco-Lips, and they had uh, Lazarus Spa. And then what else did they have? Uh, they had something. They had something like the Jason Todd Red Hood uh, thing. Jason uh, Red Hood is like Red Hood Todds, and then yeah. Oh yeah, they had stuff like that. There was like Lord Industries yeah, for they, Maxwell. Yeah. yeah, they had Maxwell Lord in there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know the thing is, is and then you know so okay, there's a lot of DC humor. So then uh, the Titans confront Balloon Man, and Balloon Man is like, you know, well, you got me, Justice League. And he's like, well, we're not the Justice League. Then he drops the next one on him, and it's just a total Marvel reference. He's like, are you, so I was like, oh, so you're the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he goes, no, that's not even the same universe, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're 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 making fun of everybody. Um, you know. So basically, you know, the Titans, you know, the the Justice League shows up, you know, Super Cage, <laughs> Nick Cage is Superman there, basically telling them that they're a joke and they'll never have a film, uh, you know, Wonder Woman as well, Green Lantern. And that's when we get the, you know, they made a Green Lantern film, but we don't talk about that. Um, you know, so there's a, there's going to be a premiere of a Batman film and this, I mean, you want to talk about like a meta reference, like, like. Diana, you just got to say what happens when they show up for the premiere. So they show up to the premiere, and then a body, like, they're, they're, they're about to step foot on the red carpet, and then the security guard is like, you're not on the list. They're like, but we're the Teen Titans. Like, yeah, Teen Titans, you're not on the list. And then you see another group of people comes up, and then the guard's like, who are you? And then it pans up. He's like, we are the challengers of the unknown. And he's like, challenge of the unknown. Yes, you are on the list. Yeah, and the Titans start flying. And I mean, the thing is, when I first saw it, I thought it was the Omega Men, really briefly, just because of the Unitards. But it was the Challengers of the Unknown, which is like, you know, they get recognized, and, and the Titans don't. And just, just, just the whole Challengers, I can't wait to see this motion picture. I mean, it was just hilarious. Uh, they do end up sneaking in by... Um, yeah, yeah. Raven kind of reminds them that she has that portal magic, and they launch the uh, challengers into a portal, which that's their thing, and they were thrown off by it. I mean, I, I just thought that was funny. 
Yeah, like they're thrown into like a void and they're like, challenge us, what will we do? <laughs> but that's what you do in every issue. But uh, you know, so the you know, the the, the new Batman film is gonna start and of course we get, you know, trailers for upcoming films, uh, you know, and Robin is just so sure that it's gonna be him. And we get trailers for anything but a Robin movie, and there's some great ones in there. The first one, of course, is the Alfred movie that that was shown in the trailer. But then, and then after that, he's like, "Okay, maybe next summer." And it's like, "Coming next summer." And then they fake him out, and it's the Batmobile. And then he tells Cyborg, "All right, maybe next next summer." And the trailer's like, "Coming next next summer." And then th- that movie is the Utility Belt. And he's like, "Ooh, they made a movie about the Utility Belt before they made a movie about you." Oh, this was great. So, you know, they, they uh, what happens is, is they figure out uh, or they're kind of told and they learn that really to, to really be recognized as a great super team, they need a uh, they need an arch nemesis and they come up with a great one. I forgot this one. You forgot who their arch nemesis was? Warnet. <laughs> oh, I thought. No, they, they don't come up. With with Deathstroke, Deathstroke is just robbing the Deathstroke is just like robbing some he's robbing Star Labs actually, and then and they're like yeah he'll be a good nemesis. They don't like think of him. Oh wait, but first they they're like they're they're like yeah Superman has Lex Luthor and Green Lantern has Sinestro and the Flash has Rainbow Rider. Yeah, because they're saying that a, a, a good arch-villain, like, the, the name just has to be so cool, so when they're saying it, <laughs> and it's Starfire that says the Rainbow Rider, he rides upon the rainbow! <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Star Labs is being broken into, and it's Slade, played by Will Arnett, but of course, you know, this joke has to be thrown in there when they confront him. They're like, are you Deadpool? And he's like, no, I came out way before Deadpool. And I just love it. They're still not convinced. And Cyborg goes, what does he say? He goes, turn towards the camera and say something age inappropriate yeah, or something. Like, say something. Turn to the, look at the camera and say something inappropriate, Deadpool. Exactly. And it's and, and he was voiced by Will Arnett, who this is like his second comic book film, like doing a voice. And I think he's awesome. Yeah, he was great as Deathstroke. Especially when he does his mind manipulation. Yeah, which, I mean... I thought that whole scene was hilarious, and then watching, uh, well, watching Black Nerd on uh, on YouTube, that was also kind of a reference too, like with the whole pencil trick thing. Like it just flew over my head, though. I don't believe I missed it. Wait, what was it a reference to? Well, he was saying that it was a reference to that, you know, it was a pencil trick, and he said it's kind of a bit of a reach, but it, it kind of calls back to Joker's pencil trick in The Dark Knight. Oh, okay, 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 that, that, that he has the lame pencil trick, okay. <laughs> yeah, Deathstroke, Deathstroke has the lame pencil trick, and Joker has the, the sadistic pencil trick. Um, but yeah, they, they feel that Slade will be an appropriate villain because they just love saying his name. Yeah, they're always like, ooh, like, like they're just saying, like, I am Slade, and they just stand there, and they're just like, Slade, 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 Slade. <laughs> it's like rolling right off their tongue. Uh, yeah, and he uses, like, really hokey mind tricks that, you know, when you were six years old, and the Titans fall for it. Um the, 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 like they 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 fight through like like the wooden pencil. He does the wooden pencil first, then he does the removing the thumb. They're like, wait, no, the, the, those are just basic tricks. And he goes, he goes, yeah, you got me. Wait a minute, oh my god, what's that right over there? And then and then Robin's like, don't turn around, don't turn around. And then like all the other Titans are starting to turn around, and eventually Robin falls for it. 
he can't resist it's like you know can't resist have to see what's behind me and of course he escapes uh you know then we realize you know they do get called onto the set and they do oh, get wait. oh i'm sorry you forgot about when they before they before they do they 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 they, they first go to hollywood to be to, to just ask for a superhero movie and then before they do it, they 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 show this little movie to Robin, and then they make a joke about him having baby hands. So they t- so he turns it off. But then Cyborg plays an upbeat song about life, and the person singing it is Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton as a he was like a tiger kind of thing, right? Yeah, he was like this rainbow tiger. Yeah, so they're going to ride out to Hollywood, and they're listening to this inspirational song about life, and uh, as they're going there, and Michael Bolton's along singing to him, and he's in the middle of the road singing to him, <laughs> the Titans run him over with their car, and they're like, oh my god, and Cyborg goes, I think his dad's a cop, we gotta go! <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. So eventually they do they do get to Hollywood, they're going to they're gonna beg for a movie, but before we beg for a movie... Let's not forget, this is a comic book film. And if there's one sort of trope, and Marvel did this, there's one trope that they do all throughout their films, and that's a cameo by a certain someone. Yeah, Stan Lee shows up. And it's not just some old guy pretending to be Stan Lee. It is Stan Lee. Yeah, we looked it up because we're watching the film going, is it? Like, it really sounds like him, but this is DC, and it's great because it's, it starts off as sort of like a funny cameo. Like, he's like the janitor or something. Yeah, and he's just like in the background, like waving at the screen, and then he and then he grabs the camera and goes, it's me, kids. It's my obligatory Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, he's like, hey, kids, how do you love my obligatory, innocent Stan Lee cameo? And then somebody comes over and is like, what? This is a DC. I got to get out of here. <laughs> but that's not the end of the Stanley cameo. But we'll get there when we get there. But Stanley himself doing a cameo. I mean, this is just great. I mean, I kind of I would really like to see in the future Marvel and DC get together and kind of do something like this. Because I think DC, honestly, I think DC does this a lot better. DC, I think they are willing to poke fun at themselves. They're willing to poke fun at the fact that... Yeah, their movie franchises really aren't doing that great. You know, just kind of poking fun at everything in general. And if they can get that cooperation from Marvel and they work together on something, I think it would be funny. Yeah, but I just think Disney's like, we can't destroy the brand. The brand is sacred. So, yeah. Yeah, but meanwhile, you know, this is Warner Brothers, and they're making Warner Brothers jokes. I mean, they come on the set, and they see the old water Warner Brothers water tower, and Starfire's like, that's where the Animaniacs live, which just cracked me up. I mean, tons of references in here. I mean, there was a little kid in the theater. I don't think he got half of them because he yeah. wouldn't stop talking. But there were there were great references all throughout. Um and there was like a lot of great voice actors, uh, you know, like we said, Nick Cage doing uh, Superman. And even for some of the smaller ones, uh, Patton Oswalt is the Adam, even though he only had like three lines. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was like like the first time we were, like I always make the joke that they always like step on the Adam because he's so small. But then, like, there is one where he's where he's usually like, "Stop for the mighty Adam." But then there's one where he's just talk when they're in the movie theater and he's just talking in his normal Pat Oswald voice, like, "Oh my God, it's Pat Oswald!" Uh, it was some good stuff, and uh, you know, they they really kind of realize that, you know, maybe their chance 
to get a hero film is if they're the only heroes left. Yeah, so then they're like, we have to eliminate all other heroes. So we have, so this we have like no, we have a monopoly over it. Yeah. So they do a Back to the Future montage, music and all, to go Back to the Future. Yeah, they start playing the Back to the Future theme, and they get on their time bikes because like, because like, Robin's like Raven, summon the time bikes. She's like, what's wrong with our other time machine? It's the cosmic treadmill, and it just falls apart. <laughs> But what's great is is they're on their uh, time cycles, which are basically big wheels, and you know they were like uh, thinking just like Marty's. It's got to be powered by plutonium. And Raven has that great line. She's like, "It's not like we could trick some Libyan terrorists into giving us to plutonium, telling them we're gonna make a bomb." Yeah, no, it's like, oh my god, even a terrorist joke in a kids DC movie. But you know these bikes are not powered by plutonium. They're powered by rad so to like the back to the future you know time travel music they basically start performing rad tricks and they start going back to the origins of all these superheroes and of course superman is first and this this was one of my favorite no 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 this is probably my second favorite yeah so what they do is that they have marlon brando jor-el they draw him like marlon brando and he's putting superman He's like he's trying to like align the crystals to save Krypton, but he's like, no, it's not working. We have to send them away. And then Beast Boy's like, you want to save the planet? You got to sing her a sweet song, man. And they all and they start playing like this dubstep song on the crystals, and it's actually a pretty good song. It's pretty funny, yeah. And it was like it was like it really went back to like the '78 uh, Superman, yeah, like draw like uh, Jor-El drawn like and poorly voiced like Marlon Brando. <laughs> Like, he's trying to align the, oh, well, uh, can't do it. Uh, we got to send it. So, and then they, they cut to, it was like Action Comics number one and Superman disappears off the comics. Uh, there was a couple of, there was the Wonder Woman one, which was kind of cool. Was, that was my least favorite one where they just, where they just, uh, they just take away her lasso. But the Aquaman one I like because they're there and they all have like a six pack of soda and they drink it and they just throw like, like the plastic rings into it. And Aquaman gets, and baby Aquaman gets caught up in the rings. So it's like in some of these they're trying to stop the origins and I'm just like did they just kill Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like because if he because he's like he can't breathe so he's going to drown. But one of the best ones is coming up for first how they destroy the origin and then they realize they need to start the origin again but this was one of my favorites. So they go back to Batman and then uh Batman he's coming out of the they're, they're coming out of the theater, and then the dad is just like, all right, let's go take that shortcut through. That He's, he's just like, all right, let's go take a shortcut. And the Titans show up, and they're like, you're going to take a shortcut through Crime Alley? And they're like, why don't you go one block to the left where it's Happy Alley? Yeah, it's Cyborg. He's like, it's called Crime Alley, y'all. And they go down, and it's like 50 shootouts are going down. And they're like, gee, thanks. So that's the end of Batman. Or, you know, you know, he never, never gets his origin. So they come back to present day, and all the villains have taken over because there's no heroes to stop them. So they go back, and they undo everything. Like, they mess up the crystals, so Superman has to be sent away. They give Wonder Woman her lasso back. They rescue Aquaman. They cut off the little plastic thing so he could breathe again. But this one for Batman was funny and incredibly dark. 
they 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 grab Martha and they put a pearl necklace around her and they just kick both Thomas and Martha Wayne into Crime Alley and you see like the lights from the gunshot and like baby Bruce is just like oh my god and they just leave they're like laughing about it and they put the pearl ne- because if you've watched any Batman film, when they do the origin, you know, the pearl necklace is there, you know, Dawn of Justice, I mean, in Dawn of Justice, it looks like the pearl necklace killed Martha, because it, it shot the gun off, um, but just to show that they put the pearl necklace on her, and gleefully push them into Crime Alley, is just, it's, it's hilarious, um, I mean, there's a ton of other references, and, and, and fun in it, um, you know, they they do the whole uh, giving Robin his own movie, and there's a ton of Nightwing and Jason Todd and stuff like that going on. Yeah, like they 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 oh they do give him his bad animated mullet. They give him his bad mullet, and then um, what was it? Yeah, and then they, like first first they're gonna make a Teen Titans movie, but then. They, but then, like, the rest of, like, Robin's taking it seriously, but the rest of them go on shenanigans. So what they do is, Superman is, like, they want to go eat from the snack table, but Superman is guarding it. So what they do is, (laughs) so what they do is that Cyborg, like, he, 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 like, he calls Superman, but then he disguises like the number as Lois Lane's number. So 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 Nicholas Cage Superman's like, "Hello, Lois," and then and Cyborg's like, "Yeah, I'm held kidnapped by Lex Luthor. You gotta save me." And he's like, "Oh, but Lois, I have to guard the snack table." And then Beast Boy takes over, and he's like, "If you don't save me, Superman, no more kissy kissy for you." And then Superman's like, "Oh my God, Lois, I'm coming!" And then he flies away. Actually, what what what, what they really say? When he's like, hey, Lois, I'm sorry, this part was just so funny. Yeah, um, it was Cyborg just poorly disguising his voice. She's like, help, you have to save me from Gene Hackman's real estate scam. Oh, yeah, that's right, I forgot. In yeah. a callback to the old Superman film, Gene Hackman's real estate scam. But yeah, Beast Boy adding in, if you don't save me, no smoochy smoochy. And I'm like, this is Superman falling for it. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, the Titans get kicked off. Robin's going to make his own film. And, of course, uh, we find out that, gosh, Jade Wilson isn't who she says she is. Yeah, she's really Slade Wilson. And she was using the superheroes to build a big doomsday device, which she, and I don't even remember what the acronym was, but she she explains it off, like, really easy that, oh, we're going to live stream. And I guess... This is kind of like, I don't know, either previewing or making fun of the DC streaming service. Yeah, where she's just like, we're going to stream every superhero movie directly to you. But the thing is, is the Robin movie is going to be the first one, and there's like a hypnotic thing in it, and Slade's going to take over the world. But of course, the Titans come, and, uh, you know, they play Robin, the real Robin movie. Yeah, and then they say, even though he has tiny baby hands, he has a big heart, and he's our best friend. And of course, the Titans then go on and they uh, they defeat Slade and they free all the here. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, first they're well, first the, like all the superheroes like Slade controls them all and they're chasing the Titans. 
and then as they're driving by, Stan Lee jumps out of nowhere and grabs onto the cart, and he's like, I don't care if it's a DC picture, I just love doing cameos, and they just throw him off the car, and then they get cornered by the superheroes, and they're like, what are we gonna do? And Raven's like, portal. And then and they just throw them all into like this void, and then the challenges of the unknown are still in there. And then they're like, challenges, it's the Justice League, we are saved! And they just, like, start, like, blasting them with whatever. Yeah, exactly, because they're all possessed, so poor challengers, they get destroyed pretty much by the entire DCU. Um, but uh, in the end, you know, they do defeat Slade, they don't fall victim to any of his mind tricks, which I love. Yeah, he, he does one more mind, he's like, mind manipulation, he's like, what, he tries it again, he's like, what's over there, and they're like, no, we, we were not falling for it. So, the Titans save the day, uh, Raven opens the portal, all the superheroes escape except... Except the challengers of the unknown, like, the rest of them fall through, but the challengers are still floating, and they see the opening, and then the one of them is like, challenge... <laughs> He's like, challenges, we're saved, and they start swimming towards it, and the portal closes, and and, and that's it. Because they're unknown! Nobody knows them! <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, that's that's it at the end of the day. You know, the Titans do save the day, and... Um, and Robin wants to teach a lesson, so the last line of the movie is, ask your parents where babies come from. Exactly, which I was like, well, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I guess before we get to the that after credit scene, was there anything else uh, that we missed talking about in this film? There was one. Oh, the they they did a Lion King bit. Oh right, yeah, right, yeah. They did do a, a Lion King because Robin was kind of figure trying to figure out like why it was right, right, like like why he wasn't given a film and. It kind of shows that, you know, why they thought of him as a joke. And they basically, it's uh, Batman introducing Robin pretty much the way they introduced Simba. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like <laughs> they start and then like they're in some alley and then the Flash pokes his head up like a gazelle and he's chewing on grass. And you see all of them like jumping across like gazelles or like swimming, like Aquaman swimming through. And they all get there and Batman raises up Robin. They're like, that's it! just some dumb kid and batman's like oh yeah and he just throws robin off the building and it, but it was kind of done in the um batman the animated series style so like batman was standing on like one of those building gargoyles like holding him up so and that was the one thing i did like is that they did kind of mix the styles a bit um you know there was a lot of that dc you know uh batman the animated series the classic teen titans go animation of course some chibi stuff um I mean, I don't know. I mean, overall, I didn't have any expectations coming in, and I thought this was probably until Happy Time Happy Time Murders <coughs> comes out. This is probably one of the funniest films of the summer, and probably like next to Infinity War, this is probably my second favorite comic book movie of the year so far yeah i liked it better than ant-man which shameless plug you can hear about what i thought about ant-man on my podcast elseworld's finest hmm yeah that's right kate makes a comeback and you guys talk about that but we'll get to that towards the end um yeah so there we go and then of course you know there's the big and it had been teased and yeah, it like, spoiled like the first day 
the movie came out, I go on the internet, and they're like, and they say what the after credit scene is. So basically, the after credit scene is like after the main credits, the screen starts like, like spazzing out, and then you can hear the voices of the Teen Titans are like, Robin, can you do it? Can you do it? And Robin's like, I think I got it. I'm almost there. <clears throat> and then you see flashes of the original Teen Titans, and then at the end, it goes, it shows all of them standing there in the tower, and they're like, and they're like, Titans, I think we found a way back. Yeah, and that's, and there's a lot of speculation about this, is, you know, people are saying it's going to be that they're going to either bring back the series, the Teen Titans animated series, to, is it just going to be a special? Are they just going to be showing the old ones on the DC streaming service? Uh, who knows? But uh, I would really love to. As as funny as this film was, and it helped me appreciate Teen Titans Go a lot more. I want Teen Titans animated series back. Yeah, I do because like because I don't know. That's that's kind of like well, what what got me started with like comic books in the first place. So it'll be nice if it came back. And I tried to actually no, because that's a crime. So never mind. Well, I, you, you, you've been watching. Uh, you found ways to to watch some of the uh, some of the episodes. Yeah, I've, I've, I have ways of doing it. Yeah, and you know, for anybody like me that really watched this series, um, the series. I mean, it kind of yeah, it did. It ended in a cliffhanger that was never resolved. It was a Tara, right? Because Beast Boy thought he saw Tara, but then the rest of the Titans were like, "No, it's not her." And it was never really explained at the end because when he finally catches up with this girl, you know... It ends right after he catches up with Tara, right? But she's not even sure. I mean, the way it kind of goes is it's either somebody who looks incredibly like Tara or it is Tara, but she has amnesia, her mind was wiped, whatever. So we, we never really know. And then that was it. So I know on the streaming service they're going to be doing the live-action Titans. Um Don't Put all your bets on that, DC. Yeah, you said you'd make Starfire look better. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, she still, she still doesn't look so good. Yeah. And from that trailer, I can't tell still if Beast Boy's a kid with green hair or if he's green because you get a one-second flash of him, if that. Yeah, and I don't like Raven where she's like, there's darkness inside of me, but I like it. Yeah, that's kind of like stereotypical stuff, you know. Dove, Dove is the one beating. Yeah, Dove is beating more people up than Hawk is beating people up. I'm like, what's up with that? And of course, everybody has to talk about the and we're gonna keep this kid friendly. The fu Batman line from uh, Robin. Yeah, I know where he, he he steps on a guy's neck and he shoots a few guys. F Batman. Where, where's Batman? F Batman. <coughs> Which is absolutely hilarious because now there's like memes about that everywhere. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would much rather see the OG Teen Titans cartoon come back, pick up where we left off. The voice cast is still there because they're doing Teen Titans Go. So, yeah, let's just get it done. Diana, any final thoughts on this film? Um, just just in general. No, I think, I think we covered everything. Uh, where would you say, you know, I mean, you already kind of said it's your, it's probably next to Infinity Wars, like your favorite or second favorite comic book movie this year. Um, but with some of the other stuff that you've watched this summer, I mean, definitely like a top five movie for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the only other one I could think of that kind of rivaled it was um, – oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank on the one that we saw. That's Sorry embarrassing. Sorry to bother you? Yes, thank you. Sorry to bother you, uh, which we could talk about in another episode because that was a great film. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this was a great film. I know people are going to be like – I mean, and I was one of them because to me, this got rid of the Teen Titans cartoon. So I hated Teen Titans Go. Diana said, let's go watch it. The trailer looked funny. I like some of the meta references. And uh, I appreciate Teen Titans Go a lot more now. Yeah. And since this is technically an AP Comics episode, I have to do a pick of the week. Oh, that's right. So as we know, Diana always goes to the comic book store. So Diana, what is your pick of the week? Sandman Universe number one. Wow, I didn't even know that they were bringing Sandman back. So my question is, who's writing it? Neil Gaiman. Well, for the first one, it is Neil Gaiman did the story. So I think Neil Gaiman, for what, what, because like this one, it was sort of broken up into four parts. First thing was about like Sandman and his whole group and the the dreaming, right? And then it went to uh, there. There's there's gonna be a new like there's a kid sorcerer in London, and then the next one is that it's like about voodoo magic and about how voodoo magic relates to the dreaming, and then the fourth story is about Lucifer trying to break uh, to try to not be like who he is because he because he learned that he's gonna have to doom his son to the same fate, so he's trying to stop that. So then I think Neil Gaiman is writing the story overall for all of these, but then different writers are going to be sorting out like the nitty gritty of each issue. But he's like, he, he has, ha- he has hands in this Sandman universe. Yeah. Because going back to the days, like when I used to read Sandman and Sandman, I think one of the titles was like Sandman theater or Sandman mystery theater, Neil Gaiman had a big hand in it. He wrote a lot of it. And of course, uh, one of the first, I think it was one of the first uh, trades that I gave you was Death, High Cost of Living, which was written by him. So he is one of my favorite writers. I'm glad to see it. So what? why did you pick it up and tell us why you like it? Um, I picked it up because it was Neil Gaiman and Sandman. So I like Death. So I was like, oh, okay. They're, they're probably going to make it somewhat entry level so like new readers can enjoy it. And it was. And then, yeah, I just like, like they had like, four or five different art styles throughout this whole thing and it was just it looked really good and then all the stories seem like really interesting so like i don't know which one i'm probably not gonna pick up the lucifer one because i think that one you'd know more about lucifer to enjoy but i might pick up like the voodoo one and like the one about the dreaming because the whole because like the thing is that the dreaming is falling apart and sandman has been gone for like a while and they can't find him Okay, so this issue sets up now four titles, four Sandman titles that are going to run. Is that right? Yeah, in like the Sandman universe. So there's Lucifer, the voodoo one, the kid wizard one, and then the one about the dreaming falling apart. And that's the main Sandman one. Okay, so then going forward after this, you if you wanted to follow all of them, you'd have to buy four different comics each, like four, because it's not... All four stories are not going to always be contained in one issue, or am I not understanding that? Yeah, no, there's going to be four separate series. 
Okay, that's what I thought. And I'm glad you brought up about the art because that was one of the things is I never knew which artists because, again, I never really followed artists except, you know, some of the big name ones that I would hear. And I always felt that and I always kind of wondered if he had a hand in choosing the artist because the artwork always seems to match up so well with his stories and it's the art styles are always like unique and not something we're used to seeing. Yeah, because like especially the one where they're in where there there's one where the crow is going into all the dreams, that one, that one's really good. And the voodoo one, that one's nice too and then yeah. I'm probably going to steal that one from me and read it because that sounds I used to love that title back in the day. All righty, so you heard it right here, pick of the week. Once again, the title for that is Sandman Universe number 1. Sandman Universe number one. Look for it in your local comic shop. Speaking of local comic shops, if you are in the central New Jersey area, check out the store where Diana goes to, Midtown Comics. How Main they... Street Comics. Main Street Comics. Midtown Comics is in Manhattan. This is Main Street Comics. I can't believe I messed that up because over on my other one, Enter the Nerd Zone, it's Pete that usually messes it up and I messed it up. Oh, boy. Yes, Main Street Comics. How they doing over there? Good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. Okay, so if you are in the Central Jersey area, specifically Milltown, New Jersey, and it's right on Main Street, go figure. So go check them out. Uh, Diana, one more time, please plug your podcast. It is Elseworld's Finest on pretty much everything you find this podcast on. And yeah, I just have different guests every week. And then uh, hopefully, because I've been saying it a lot, hopefully the next episode will be the Batman episode, but we will see. Yeah, the Batman episode, hopefully, that Diana's talking about, uh, she pretty much watched all the... She watched all the OG Batman films from uh, Batman 89 all the way up to the uh, incredible Batman and Robin. But we will also be talking about from all the way from Batman 66 all the way to Lego Batman. So, yeah. Pretty much... Any sort of movie version of Batman or TV version of Batman, you guys are going to discuss. Yeah. And that's going to be you and your partner, Luke. Yep, Luke. Hopefully he will sing for us because Luke has a beautiful voice. Alrighty, so we are going to close it off here on AP Comics. Go to the movies. Challengers, the podcast is over. Let us depart. <laughs>